Hey folks, producer James here, and at the Libra Lounge, we love to hear ourselves talk, but we also love to hear other people talk sometimes. We love podcasts. Recently, we had comedian Anthony Janot on the show, and he told us all about his podcast, Highbrow Dribble. Highbrow Dribble is a show where Anthony brings on one expert in a big field of study and brings along one of his other comedian friends to have a big conversation about big topics in a big way which really just means the one smart person in the room schooling the other two jackasses who are just trying to crack jokes in the back of the class. It's a great time. It's a great podcast, a lot of fun, lots of laughs, and you'll definitely learn something, I promise. Uh, You can catch them on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and their website is www.highbrowdrivel.com. It is absolutely Libra Lounge endorsed and approved, so please go like and subscribe today. That's Highbrow Dribble with Anthony Janot. Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. Sorry we did not have a show last week, but bitch got into a wreck on my way to do a show last week. Um, my beloved tro- uh, Chevy Silverado is no longer with us. Um, we had to say goodbye to Star. Um, it was sad. Had Star for two years, and Star was good for me, you know. Um, Star was part of me riding dirty, you know. Star was part of me doing hood rat shit with my hood rat friends. So um, let's all take a moment of silence and give some respect to Star. You want to tell him about the new one? Oh, but, however, (laughs) sorry, Kenny, Uh, I'm going to introduce my guest in just a second, but, however, Star is gone, but Summer has arrived. Uh, Producer James, see, this is why you marry white men. Producer James got me a a Land Rover, and I'm quite fee happy about it. Ballin', ballin'. I'm just getting ready for the Real Housewives of Houston whenever they decide to come down here and expand the franchise. I'm ready. I got the white man. I got the light-skinned little girl. I got the business. I've got the house. I got, you know, now I've got the Land Rover. I, I'm, I'm, what else do I need to do? This is it. I guess get divorced. Get the yeah. I can you, do just think I, you need connections in the Bravo. You need connections at the Bravo. I think I got one. I think I got one. Mm. Uh huh. So you never know. So, we, might, we may have to. We may have to talk on the side. I I love talking on the side. That I'm all about talking on the side because that's when real shit happens. Is on the side. Those conversations. That's where it all really goes down. So the extra voice that you hear is my special guest this evening, Kenny Alexander, business owner. Not just business owner. But let me tell you what kind. He has a outdoor hunting business, and he also can bake. I'm just going to put it like this. Kenny, if things don't work out between producer James and I, we can make it work. I'm just saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. We could. I think so. So Kenny's going to be with us throughout the whole show, which we're super excited about, because if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what time it is. It is time for the gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. 
All righty. So, Miss Chloe Kardashian is all over the news yet once again for several different reasons, but the, we're just going to focus on two of the reasons. One of them is not going to come as a surprise, but <gasps> her and Tristan Thompson have broken up again. Look, Chloe, when you date a, an NBA star, um, the B stands for bitch and the A stands for assness. And I mean, we can say the N stands for Negro. <laughs> Because I was watching like today. No. <laughs> we can't. We can't say Negro. Well, Kenny can't. But, well, uh, I can't. Okay. You can. Okay, I'm your black card for tonight. You can say whatever oh, you want. Pass. You've got the black <laughs> seal of approval for this evening. So you know, producer James has it. But when he pisses me off, I'll be like, I don't know him. I, that, that sounded oh, racist no. to my ears too. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so is it a huge surprise to you, Kenny? that Chloe and Tristan are no longer together. No, no, but just give it six weeks, give it six weeks. I just, to me, I get it. She, they have a daughter together, um, but I've said it once before and I, I stand behind it. He just looks like a koala in like, like a, they put a koala head on top of an NBA player's body. The boy looks like a straight-up koala bear. He probably has that nasty disease that uh, koala bears have, too. What do they have, gonorrhea or syphilis? Chlamydia. Chlamydia. He probably got that, too. Chlamydia. He just looks like a fucking koala bear to me. I'm sorry. Just, I don't get it. He's been traveling. He's traveling. Just all around. All around. So, reportedly, he was seen going somewhere to a hotel with three other women in the last couple of weeks or so. I just, I don't know. You cannot turn an NBA player into a house husband. It just doesn't work like that. No. I mean, Mm -hmm. part of the NBA code is you have to sign a contract that you promise to be a hoe for at least two seasons of your career. You have to be a hoe. Um, Yes. Hashtag. I I, I feel bad for Chloe. Why? but, but, But then I don't feel bad for Chloe. I, I don't. I don't know. But she just keeps coming back around. She keeps coming back around, and you know, sometimes you just got to cut it loose. Yeah, set I mean, it free. Yeah, I don't think she likes it. I mean, look how she was with Lamar. Well. Yeah, and, and I you, know. And do y'all remember that Lamar when? Okay, Lamar when he was like totally coked and cracked out before he almost died. That one time he almost died. Um, he <laughs> told a reporter that. Chloe's vagina smelt like uh, the back of a person's ear, like the dirty part. <laughs> like, who says that? <laughs> but that's a funny shit. But that's well, how you know. But here's my question. Why are you smelling the back of somebody's ear? Because he's, he's an NBA player. They, 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 you just rub the back of your ear? I don't know. <laughs> I, I was like, I've heard a lot of comparisons to the vaginal scent. But that was a new one. I mean, to say that someone smelled like the back of an ear that's dirty, that's pretty bad. See, but that's so specific. It has to be It has accurate. to be true. Like, it cannot. You're right. It's so bad that it's, it has to be true. It's so that thing. Yeah. That's just too many details in that. Like, okay, for him to say, you know what, her vagina stinks. Oh, you're probably just mad. But he said it smelled like the back. No, he said it smelled like the back of an earring when it's been dirty, that's, when it's got the little black oh, stuff on it. Oh, yeah, 
Yeah. That's pretty yeah. specific. Yeah, I think it may be a little bit of truth to that. But I mean, it's nothing that like a little bit of Summer's Eve and a trip to the gynecologist can't fix for. I mean, if that's the case. Well. So did you hear? Did you hear that Chloe has kind of admitted? Well, she did admit that she did have a nose job done. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and you can tell. Oh. From previous. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. You can most definitely tell, and I know for a while she, maybe it was during that time that she was thinking about doing it, because she's always said, if I did anything to my face, it would be a nose shop, but even though we know it's been fillers, Botox, and a whole bunch of other shit going on. Uh, but she did finally say that she did have a nose shop, and she said the reason why she hadn't told anyone is because no one even asked her about it, which I guess if no one asks, you don't have it, to. What? Don't ask, don't tell. Yeah, I mean, because uh, the Kardashians are pretty open about their, I mean, they kind of have to be open about the plastic surgery that they get, because some of that shit they do is not human-like. It's like, ooh, like, are we supposed to look like that? Like, okay. Right. But in her defense, yeah. you know, I started watching Keeping Up With The Kardashians from the very first episode. Now, I fell off some years ago. But you can you only imagine that everyone calls you the ugly sister, they constantly talk about your weight. That's got to be a lot. Well, I, I can kind of relate. I can kind of relate. How can you relate? I wasn't the cute one. You I wasn't the cute one. I've always had... I'm just like wine. I got better looking. See? And, and, and here's the thing. If someone came and told me right now, hey, here is uh, whatever plastic surgery you want, you can have, it's going to be on us. Okay. I'm going to seize that opportunity, uh, but I don't think I would do anything to my face. I would be like, give me liposuction from the chin to my big toe. I want that. <laughs> um, take out a couple of ribs. I don't really need, like, how many do we have? Six? Twelve? How many ribs do we have? I don't remember. He's got to <laughs> Sorry for the specific Sometimes I, I say have. dumb shit so dumb that it makes producer James a little bit dumb, too. We How many ribs? We have six ribs on each side, right? I can't remember if it's 12 or 14. Is it or... three? Why do people call it a sick pack? So it's... That's your stomach. Well, Janet had it done. Janet had it done. Why couldn't we? And Janet still looks really, really good. At, and she's mm -hmm. what? 93. <laughs> <laughs> she's up there in age. And she had a baby like, what, two, three years ago? She still looks good. Three years ago, yeah. Yeah, so I most yeah. definitely would get my body done. But I don't know if I'd do anything to my face. It's just something about the face that I'm just like, oh, then it wouldn't be so much me. I don't know. I mean, it is the primary part of somebody's physical identity. Right. right? That so. I mean, when people see you, they see your face first. But it's on the flip side of it, I would not constantly want to be compared to Kim Kardashian, who... Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Even before all the work, Kim has always been very pretty, very attractive, and Courtney's attractive. And then you've got... Kendall, who's a, a model, and then you've got Kylie, who, um, uh, uh. Which one's the big Sasquatch? That's Chloe. Okay. He called her Sasquatch. See, Look. she's had to deal with things like that. He's a bitch. <laughs> she looks, did people keep telling her that uh -huh. OJ's her real dad? She's had right. to deal with a lot of scrutiny about her looks. Uh, you know, I, I feel bad for her. Mm. Um, 
But I'm I'm glad she. Yeah, what's that saying? What's that saying in the South? Bless her heart. Yeah, it really. But you know what? I would be willing to take a lot of scrutiny about my looks if I had like uh fifty million in the bank. It, bitch, you can say whatever you want to me because at the end of the day, I'm still rich. So you know. <laughs> Don't to the bank. Exactly, exactly. So, bitch, while you on social media calling me fat, I'm on my way to the bank right now, and and, and it has a lot of zeros <laughs> behind my total in the bank right now. So, yes. Keep it up with the Kardashians. Finally coming to the end. I think they just had the reunion, or they just got done filming the reunion with Andy Cohen, which I didn't understand how that crossover kind of started. And it's making me think, are they really about to go to Bravo TV? What do you think about there, that? There's rumors. There's rumors. I mean, they've been on E! all this time, which is uh, Ryan Seacrest is one of the big producers of their show. So why would they go to Andy Cohen to do their reunion show? Well, what network is it going to air on? E! Okay. Well, Andy Cohen's there for a reason. I'm exactly. Sure. So I don't think we've seen the end of the Kardashians as far as reality TV goes. No. Yeah. And we got to see how yeah, much I crazy think Conway will pick it up. I think so too. Um, Either that or botched. Or botched. <laughs> but botched is on E Network as well. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to see how, how much more crazy Kanye can get because some of it's kind of funny. I do feel bad for him. But, I mean, if you're going to act a fool in public, at least be funny. And, I mean, his shit's pretty funny. <laughs> Just... Right. <laughs> he's he's a whole hot mess. Uh, but I will tell you something that the Kardashians did that I, it made them more human. When it was uh, a couple of weeks ago, it was Kanye's birthday. And I know for a fact, Kim and Chloe got on and they made posts to Kanye telling him happy birthday and how much they love him how he's forever a part of their family. Which was pretty nice considering that he was like in another country fucking that one model, what's her name? Irana, Irina, or something like that. I would have been like, I ain't telling him happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, no, that bitch but over if there. You ever, if, you divorce, if you divorce from that family or break up from that family, do you ever leave the family? I don't think you can ever just leave the Kardashians. No. You just mm -mm. can't. I mean, you can leave, but then... You go crazy and you're a black man walking around with blue contacts and blonde hair. I mean, and then look what they did to poor Bruce. I mean, <laughs> they, they did Bruce poor just Bruce. Bruce went the opposite direction. Yeah, Bruce, is just, Bruce basically said, if you can't beat him, I guess you're showing him. <laughs> so he just became Caitlyn. And then I'm going to be as pretty as they are. I, you know, just, I mean, I, I, I get it. I get it. So, um, so we had a little bit more on the gab, but it really wasn't important stuff. There was way more fun talking about the Kardashians. But when we get back from this break, I'm going to officially introduce the Libra Lounge audience to Kenny Alexander, and we will be right back. All righty, welcome back to Libra Lounge with Keisha. I am so excited to introduce my next guest. And part of the reason I'm so excited is because this is someone who's from our own hometown, graduated from the same high school, and I think he may have some dirt on producer James, and I want to get it off, because I always look for a reason to have more material to make fun of producer, producer James with, so. Kenny, introduce yourself to the Libra Lounge audience. 
Hello, hello. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm Kenny Alexander, um, born and raised in Dickinson, Texas. Woo -hoo -hoo. Um, <laughs> um, class of 93. Um, so dating my age, um, I'm hitting that 50 mark. I'm hitting, I'm getting close. I'm getting, getting real close. close. Yeah. yeah. We're right behind yeah, you. Yeah, I'm getting real close to the 50 mark. Yeah. Ooh, it's hard. But, um, but you're going to be yeah, 50 so, and fine because you're the, cute. I, I, I don't look 47, that's for sure. At least that's what I get told all the time. You don't look 47. <laughs> no, you really don't. And I'm an asshole. If you really did, I'd be like, yeah, you do. Those are people who are lying. You look 47. All look 47. <laughs> but no, you really look much younger than 47. So give us a little bit about your background, Kenny. So, um, yeah, James knows me pretty well, actually. Um, you know, it's kind of crazy uh, growing up in Dickinson, um, uh, also where my parents were born and raised as well. Mm -hmm. um, heavily involved in sports. Um, I was heavily involved in things there at the school and, and in the community as well. And um, left that area and went off to Sam Houston. And after graduating Sam Houston, uh, moved back for just a little while. I actually taught at Dickinson for two years. Okay. Um, right out of college. Um, so that would have been right after y'all graduated okay. is when I came back and taught. Okay. Um, so 98, 99 time frame. Okay. Um, and then left that area and went to North Texas and lived in North Texas the last 20 something years and now living in um, the hill country of New Braunfels, uh, oh, nice. Texas. Nice, nice. And right now, right now in my, um, we're glamping as you speak right now um, because we close on our new house um, on Friday. Congratulations. And I love the fact that you mentioned glamping um, because I had someone who was in my boutique earlier and they said something about camping. I was like, what's that? Camping. I'm like, glamping. I'm more glamping like, you know. Uh, was, was, it Aaron, was Aaron up in there talking about camping? How did it you? It was. Wait, it was. You yeah. can't trust her. You can't trust none of those girls. <laughs> Don't trust any of them. Her and her mama were up here, and they said camping. I'm like, oh. ooh, like with bugs outside. I, I think I said outside. They were like, yeah, that's where camping happens. I'm like, not the way I do. Troop Beverly Hills kind of camping. Um, yeah. Not, not the, okay. So, what was it like growing up gay? Spoiler alert in Dickinson. <laughs> Hey, nobody really knew that I was gay back then. Oh, James, I, stop laughing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't. I think I I knew back then, mm -hmm. but I didn't really know back then if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't really until I. Um, left Dickinson, mm -hmm. um, if you will, and really got off to college and um, began, uh, was able to start figuring myself out, right. if you will. Um, yeah. I grew up, you know, with this whole thought process of um, not being accepted, if you will. Um, yeah. And prime example, to be honest with you, um, there's a lot of folks that don't talk to me anymore. Um, that did talk to me. Um, so it, it, it hadn't changed who I am. Uh, I'm still the crazy um, person that I was growing up in high school and, mm -hmm. and still the outgoing person, still heavily involved in sports, um, still play golf as much as I can. I just got through, literally just finished 
um, traveling all over the United States playing competitive softball up until the age of 44. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, it, it, it hadn't changed. And, and then, you know, you, you add into that of growing up as a hunter. You know, mm-hmm. I grew up as, as hunting and fishing and um, camping, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and doing those things. So I think that going through growing up in Dickinson, I just went with the flow. Um, I did what I felt like society felt like I needed to do and, and, and be. Mm-hmm. And that's that's who I was, uh, and that's what I needed to do until I got out of the area, to be honest with you. And I want to piggyback off something that you said, you know, we were programmed to think that all gay men had to fit inside of this box. Like, gay men all had to be, like, I okay, I was born a drag queen, so... Um, <laughs> So I've always gotten it, but um, we're always told that if you are a gay man, you have to be over the top, feminine, dressed with wigs, have a high-pitched voice. You most definitely don't play mm-hmm. sports. You don't hunt. You don't do anything manly. It's Everything is ultra-feminine, and that's just not the case at all. No, it's not. Um, you know, and, I, and, and James knows this, too, is that I, was, I also rodeoed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I raised steers um, growing up as well. And so you're right. It, we have this mentality, in, in, and I'm so glad that we're going to talk about outsportsmen later um, because it's going to, I think, tie all of this in together mm-hmm. of, of what we're speaking about. And you're right. I think that the television um, perceives the gay community a certain way or the lesbian community a certain way. Right. Um, and it's not really who we are. You know, it's not what being gay doesn't identify me. Right. You know, it's it just happens to be who I am in love with happens to be another man. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, I can honestly say that most heteros rela- relationships don't last as long as we have because mm-hmm. we're celebrating 17 years this July. Woo-hoo. And so... You know, so most people, you know, get married, get divorced, and and I can say that even in the gay community, we've lasted longer than some of a lot of our own friends, um, uh, just because people just start, you know, right, right. sneaking around and doing other things. But um, I've been blessed with the person that I found. You know. Um... I had quite a few male gay friends in junior high and high school. Now, granted, if you were a gay boy at Dickinson High School, I probably had a crush on you at some point because I just did. <laughs> you know, I just was, that's who I was attracted to. I realized that a couple of times I was a beard before I even knew what a beard was. Uh, but <laughs> I cannot I actually have someone that James and I graduated with who was able to come out, but, you know, he had to move away and things like that. And it saddens me that you have to move away from your home to fully be able to feel free enough to come out. Mm -hmm. But our town, for people that don't know, I mean, our town is pretty, uh, James. It's so Dickinson is a small town. Yeah. It's, it's not as like rural as some, you know, Dust Bowl, Dalhart, middle of the, you know, it's 
it's still right outside of Houston, so it's mm -hmm. still pretty modern for a small Texas town. Especially but, now, but go back to 1993. Yeah, but oh gosh, it's gosh. still yeah. it's still close-minded. It was it's still racist. It still got a lot of bumps, and especially did you know 25 years ago for yeah. sure. Yeah, so I can't even imagine how it was trying to being a teenager. You're trying to figure yourself out. Well, and not only that, mm -hmm. I mean, Kenny, you were part of a you know you're part of the ag, uh, you know the ag scene, you know rodeoing yeah. all that. Which is a, in some cases, a hyper toxic kind of masculine community. I mean, there's a lot of just right. assholes that do that just because that's kind of the mentality. Yeah. It is. Uh, you know, it is. And then, you know, you, for me, um, and not everybody's this way, but, you know, for me, my parents grew up in that town, mm -hmm. my father grew up in that town. And the people that I ran around with, you know, the 20 of us that ran together and were always together, um, I can honestly say I still talk to every single one of them, and they've been very supportive. That's awesome. um, but, but, you know, it was their parents were friends with my parents in high school. Mm -hmm. And so it was this thing that I had to really – you know, just bury things deep down yeah. and just go with the flow. Um, like I said, and, you know, um, I dated a lot of girls. I did. I, I dated a lot of girls. I dated one in particular for a very long time from Santa Fe. Mm -hmm. um, and <laughs> so. <laughs> a white girl. <laughs> Jane, yes. you don't know. She could have been Hispanic. <laughs> light skin. Slight possibility. Light <laughs> yeah. She damn sure wasn't right, black. You know. Yeah. No. Yeah. Even though you know, even though you know, we talk about, you know, when you talk about the whole, you know, in what you sent me, we talk about the LGBT community, you know, and and are we starting to open up in that in the right direction? You know, I feel like we are. But I also kind of feel like that um, a little bit of it you can put in there about racism as well, right? Mm -hmm. And it and it's um, it's sad. Um, James could probably tell you that pretty much everybody I ran around with that I'm still really close friends with uh, are black, mm -hmm. and uh, you know. Um, Tony Johnson happens to be one of them. Um, I talk to her literally almost every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and and it, it, it's sad to me. It's very, very sad to me that we as a society just can't open our minds and accept everyone for who they are mm -hmm. versus the color of their skin or who they love mm -hmm. um, or what they do behind closed doors. Who gives a crap what you do behind closed doors? We just want... We have created what we say is the norm, and we think that everyone should fit underneath that umbrella, and that's just not the case because we've got right. rainbow umbrellas. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> so let me ask you, exactly. what, what advice would you give to a kid growing up in a small town like how we did who is afraid to come out? You know, there's so many different ways to describe that, right? Mm -hmm. It is 
number one and foremost, just be yourself. Mm -hmm. um, you know, for me, I haven't changed of who I am. Right. I'm still crazy. I'm still loud. Um, I still like to be the center of attention. That's the um, biggest thing in you. You know, um, so I think it's just ultimately be yourself. Mm -hmm. And when you are ready to actually come out, I think that you have to make sure that you have surrounded yourself with a core group of people and be prepared for the worst and hope for the best. Yeah. Um, but know that you've got that core group behind you and no matter what happens to you, they're there for you to pick you up, to, to do whatever needs to be done, to protect you. Right. Um, that ultimately is what you need to do before I feel um, before coming out, um, especially in a small town. Cause it's, yeah. it's scary. It is. And, and small towns have a built in burden for some reason. It's, you know, like you said, my parents knew their other parents. Everyone knows everybody. There's a, there's almost this social baggage it that is. you carry around in a small town. And like you said, sometimes you have to get away from it, create your own, you know, new group who don't have that kind of historical baggage. And maybe that's where you find your center. You know, right. Um, I have a 19 year old daughter. And when I started talking to her about, Dating, you know, fifth, sixth grade, when boys start to get their boobs and boys are all, their balls are dropped a little bit. And I have always, 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 because I didn't know, told my daughter, whoever you decide to date, a girl or a boy. I've always, always, always said that to her. Um, I, I just have told her, I don't care who it is. Just don't bring home nobody dumb and ugly. Anything else I can deal with. You know, <laughs> and, and I told her, uh, you know, and I told her, I said, the only thing I, I, I'm going to want grandkids, even if it's grand puppies, but can I have grand puppies if you are lesbian? That's all I really ask. But I always wanted to have that open dialogue with her so that she felt comfortable. Um, would it be stuff that we would have to learn as parents? Absolutely. But that's just part of being a parent, um, mm -hmm. adjusting to things. But in that... We have taught her and we hope that we are and continue to be big allies in the LGBTQ plus ZTS. What we added today? What letter? The alphabet. The Ooh, alphabet. I can't. I cannot keep up. I can't. I must be old school or something. I must be old school or something, but that elemental PQRS, the alphabet mafia that they talk about. Yeah. I, I can't. It's a I, lot. I can't. Um, it is. It, it is. A, it, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, yeah. I get it and I understand it yes. and I respect it. Yes. Um, but for me and my generation, we, we're still, still trying to wrap our head around all of that. True. Yes, we, we, we really are. I'll, I'll never forget the day that my daughter, I picked her up from school and she told me, oh, Miley Cyrus came out as pansexual. And my immediate question was, does that mean you have sex with kitchen appliances, cooking? Uh, I, I had to Google it. I did. Not, <laughs> and she, and she, I mean, it just, it caught me off. I said, what does that mean? And when she described it, I was just like, but isn't that bisexual? I, it's just, it's, I just want to be a supporter because I really don't care who anybody sleeps with. And I think we shall be treated the same, but I cannot keep up with the alphabet. I, I just, 
I can't either. I can't. I mean, next week it might be a minus sign after the plus. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let me ask you this. How can adults learn to be advocates for kids who are gay? I, I think that being to do that, to be that advocate, I think is to be part of that support group that that, is, that, that individual needs. It's almost like it's almost like you have to create your your own family, right. if you will, mm -hmm. um, because you never know what may or may not happen with the real family. That's right. Right. Yep. Um, and so, in we we have lots of friends who have created their own family. Yeah. Um, because you know, yes, family is blood, right? Mm -hmm. But family's not always blood. That's right. Um, Family is who supports you. Family is who's got your back at all times. Right. Family is somebody that you can call at two or three o'clock in the morning. And I'm I'm drunk on the side of the road, and the mm -hmm. popos are here. Mm -hmm. I need you to come get my car. Yeah, you know, type situation. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So I right. think that's how adults can be supportive: is to be, um, to be there to listen, to to guide and direct um, the younger generation of of what what's right and and to just let them know that that we're there right. for them to help them yeah um and i i have that's something that i've always wanted to make sure i do and it's just amazing to me how many of my daughter's friends would come to me for advice about coming out um you know and you're right it's it's it steps because what i had would have to explain to them is this is going to be if you know your parents have not you hear their conversations you know how they feel about gay people. If you know some of those conversations have not been well, you're really going to have to do this delicately. And I hate to say it, sometimes you do have to move away. And it's it's sad. Um, but sometimes it's like for safety reasons, though. Um, you know, because coming out can be dangerous. Yeah. You know? Oh, it can be very, very dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, for a lot, for a lot of people, it is. It, it wasn't dangerous for me, okay. um, but you know, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't come out to my family until I was forty. Wow, really? Yeah. Um, so, you know, everybody's journey through this is different, right? You know, I, I say that the, the, the younger generation, those that are at that 24 and younger, mm -hmm. to me, have it so much easier as far as being yeah. able to say it. Yeah. Because I feel like there's so much education now mm -hmm. about it. But, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say anything to my family until I was 40. Do you mind me asking how that went? It went. <laughs> and that's <laughs> it's it's good. It's it's good. They they love my other half and um you know, and that's ultimately um all I can ask for, you know. Right. Um uh, we we do family trips together, we do Christmas together, you know, um uh, it it's really good. Um you know, my sister has um, been a big supporter, mm -hmm. um, and and so has her husband. I mean, someone that talk about growing up in a small town. He, you know, he grew up in a very, very 
small town um, in East Texas and did not even know a gay person until he met myself and my other half. Oh, wow. Yeah, and so we have opened his eyes. Um, I bet. <laughs> to what he thought. And, you know, we've actually lived in very small towns. The, the town that we lived in prior to moving to New Braunfels was in a little town called Aubrey, Texas. Never heard um, of Just it. outside of Denton. Mm -hmm. Um, it, I'll put it this way. You know how we, you know, we always classify everything and what size football team they got, right? What, what were they? What a three, a, Oh, they got a little baby town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we had a Sonic, we had a Sonic, um, Ooh. and a chicken express. <laughs> Did they have a dairy queen? No. Ooh. That no. is chicken express and Sonic. That's all we had. <laughs> Ooh. That so okay for people who are not from the south, every small town has a Dairy Queen. That's how that's just how you know you're in a small town. But when you're a small town and you don't even have a Dairy Queen, that's a toddler town. This is it's, it's a toddler yes. town. It ain't made it to small yet. <laughs> so. Yeah, and so you know we um, we we became friends with some very. Um, old old blood if you will in that mm -hmm. in that community mm -hmm. um and you know to kind of give you an idea the the two brothers their names were benton and bubba mm -hmm. um yeah and yeah, so yeah. You, you know you're like oh what are they gonna think but you know i was invited to poker night mm -hmm. and i played poker and, and we'd go over there for dinner over to their family's house and um you know, it just and and here I am going on a big hunting trip at the end of August with them. Right. And they they made the comment to both of us that we completely changed their mind of what they thought of the gay community. Mm -hmm. And if if we have done that, meaning myself and my other half have done that just by one person here and there, right. then we have done a big uh, service for the gay community. I could not agree more. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yes, I like that. So, we're going to end. I know my audience is not used to us ending on such a positive and sweet note. Usually it's heady <laughs> and awful. But when we get back from this break, as if I haven't been nosy enough, I'm going to get even more in Kenny Alexander's business, his real business businesses, when we get back from this break. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. Uh, we are continuing our conversation with Kenny Alexander, who I think knows how to do everything. Is that fair to say, Kenny, you know how to do everything? Well, I, I don't know if I know how to do everything, but I, what one thing I will say is my other half always says, no matter what I touch, always turns to gold. Well, my other half always says, Keisha, whenever you leave a room, you live a lot of fucking glitter. It's kind of the same thing, I guess. It is. It is. Absolutely. I like how your better half puts it a lot more nicer than uh, producer James, but he just acts rude now because I'm so damn rude. Okay. Now, you are a hunter and a baker. Where's the balance? How, how, how do you balance those two? Those are two different worlds. They are. They're very two different worlds. And um, so the bakery is a custom bakery, mm -hmm. um, and it's it's run out of the house. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it hasn't. Um, I, we kind of closed shop for the last 
seven months while our house is being built okay. um, in New Braunfels, but it will start back up um, here in New Braunfels, but it's a custom wedding cakes, um, quinceanera cakes, um, birthday cakes, cupcakes, um, and pies. And so people just order on Facebook and and it's usually some local because I, I don't ship or anything like that, but okay. I'll meet people halfway or things like that. Okay. Because I'm going to need you to meet me halfway then. Actually, when your house is done, can I just come stay with y'all for a little bit? Yeah, y'all want to come float the river? I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess up my wig. I don't do anything outside. But I'm, um, I can be like a cake tester. How about sit? How about sit on the edge of the cold water and drink a drink a, a cocktail? Oh. I'll bring you a fan. The water's crystal clear. You see, you see everything. I'll bring you a fan. There we go. Outdoor air conditioner and a cupcake. Yes, I'm all yours. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I know you have a love for hunting. Uh, I'm married to James, who is a, a hunter. My dad is a hunter. My uncles are hunters. I'm not a big fan of hunting at all, Kenny. At all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I really, really am not a fan of trophy hunting. So for some of our audience members, they may not know the difference. Can you break that down for us? Sure. So um, there is Texas hunting, mm -hmm. which is white-tailed deer, turkey, dove, quail, and of course the crazy amount of hogs, wild yeah. hogs that we have running everywhere, right? Yes. So I was born and raised doing that uh, my whole life, and I was taught that whatever you harvest, that's the political term to say, right? Um, or kill, right? Um, you eat mm -hmm. um you you will only take what you will eat right um and so i can say that we we hunt currently um mm -hmm. in the hill country in mason texas mm -hmm. on the same property that i was born and raised hunting on okay um and so it's all of my cousins with their kids um that are on the place and so it's a whole nother generation of people so it's not so much about the hunting, mm -hmm. if you will, it is. I, I love it, um, but it's also the family gathering. It, it's the there. There is wives in the group that don't hunt. Um, my other half will hunt, but doesn't really care to hunt. Mm -hmm. um, but loves to cook for everybody. Okay, uh, and will throw down in the kitchen um, for that. Now, when we talk about big game hunting, mm -hmm. and I know I just came back from South Africa from hunting, mm -hmm. but I. I didn't big game hunt. To to a hunter, a big game hunting is really focused on the lion and the giraffe and the hippopotamus and and those 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 um, the crocodile. That's big game hunting. Like um, people hunt hippo hippos. Oh yeah, they're the most deadliest animal. They kill more people than any other animal. Oh, I know because it's my favorite animal <laughs> in the whole world. I love hippos. Yes. Okay. Yes. So people do hunt them. But wow. It, I, so when we went over, I we went over to hunt antelope. Okay. A species of antelope, um, where there are millions upon millions upon millions of them running everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and so we went over for that. So it's almost it's almost like hunting white-tailed deer mm -hmm. here in the state of Texas. Okay. Um, 
what was great about that and, and being over in South Africa was we did not get to bring any of the meat back. Mm-hmm. All of the meat was processed and give, given to the local school and orphanage. So he trying to make what me want to hunt, y'all. He trying to make me support, honey. <laughs> James told you that I'm all about the kids. Okay. See, y'all set this up. Mm-mm, no. Okay. So <laughs> the animals that I took, the animals that I took um, will feed the children for 90 days. <sighs> told right, you, Keisha. Yeah. God damn. Okay. Um, because yeah. you, you can ask James and you can ask my dad. They sometimes try to make sure they don't tell me they're going hunting because I do a little voodoo and hope that they don't catch anything. <laughs> and my dad literally said, I'm done telling you when I'm going hunting because when I do, I don't catch shit. So now we've talked a little bit about hunting. Now, te- what motivated you to start the Outsportsman? Which I love to play on the name. So, yeah, so here's where, here's where the hate comes in. Okay. Um, so there is a, an organization called the Dallas Safari Club. Um, it's held, uh, their big convention is held every year in Dallas uh-huh. in January. Um, we're members of that. We go and, and walk around all the booths and see all the different outfits and outfitters around. It's not like clothing outfits, but like outfits and outfitters, people who guide people to hunt. Okay, I'm you glad know. you explained that because I sure thought y'all were shopping. Yeah, yeah, not, not shopping for that, but shopping, shopping for hunting. Okay. Um, so we walked around, and, and, and we did that all the time, and, and it was always a dream of mine to be able to go overseas and go hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got certain animals that I would like to take, and there's a list. There's a bucket list, and um, one of them was to go hunting in Ireland. Okay. And we had... We had won a silent auction item because, you know, I ain't paying full price for nothing. Um, so <laughs> That's that wicked city in them right there. <laughs> so we had won a silent auction item. And when it was time to book everything through the outfitter in Ireland, they had sent an email basically asking who is the one hunter, who is the non-hunter, and what is the room accommodation. Mm-hmm. I simply gave one one bedroom, king size bed, gave my name, gave my other half's name, um, and it kind of went silent. And at about three weeks after, I get an email back, and basically it was very blunt, and said that um, our kind was not welcome, and that they did not accept us and that they wanted to know how much money we spent on it and they would refund our money. So I told them I should have gone for the jugular and said like something ridiculous, but you know, married to a preacher. So I had to be very Christian like mm-hmm. and say you. how much I actually spent. And so um, they mailed us the check and they sent us the money back. And that was probably, that was probably my very first, hate towards being gay that actually hit my heart. I've been, I've been let go from a job because of being gay, mm-hmm. um, but never something that's so in my heart and in my life, which is hunting. And um, we were at dinner one night having Mexican food, um, having margaritas Yum. on the back patio with a friend of ours, Ida, 
and we're just chit-chatting, the three of us, and I just simply said, made the comment, I was like, you know, there's got to be more gay and lesbian hunters that are out there. And not only that, but also allies, mm. those who support the community and are, are okay with taking a gay man or a lesbian woman hunting or fishing or something like that. And so Ida just happened to look at me and she was like, I said, made the comment, I said, why don't we come up with a brand? And my other half was like, that would be really cool. And we mm. could, we can start vetting these outfits and outfitters that accept everyone, regardless right. of race and color and sexual orientation. Mm -hmm. And um, Ida just looked at me, she goes, how about outsportsmen? Mm -hmm. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's a play on words. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. And so I, yeah. I drew out on a piece of paper um, the logo and submitted it, had an, art, an artist um, draw it all out. And um, at that point, I started vetting by email and phone, vetting um, outfits and outfitters from all over the world mm -hmm. that will accept anyone and everyone. And um, so we have a website, um, and we sold 700 hats in one month. Oh, wow. With the logo. We shipped them to Switzerland, New Zealand, uh, Mexico, That's Spain, awesome. United States. Um, and then we started a, a ability for people to shop online um, to where they can buy, buy shirts and T-shirts and mugs and, and all kinds of stuff. And we have more allies that wear our stuff than we do mm -hmm. the gay community and the lesbian community. And it's, it's been fantastic. And, you know, the whole concept going back to the very beginning of the show when we talk about people perceiving the gay community a mm -hmm. certain way, right, is – the whole concept behind Outsportsman is breaking the stereotype and bridging the gap. Right. And right. that's what we're all about is break the stereotype of what people think we are supposed to be mm -hmm. and then bridging the gap between what is very a hetero, very hetero industry, right? Right. Um, so, yeah, so if people want to read the story, if they want to – if somebody was interested in going hunting or fishing – or anything like that, they can simply go to www.outsportsman.com and they'll see if you wanted to, if you and James wanted to head out to Alaska, you're going to see people who accept whoever, you know, we've had people that have responded. No, so they don't want to be on the website. We've had people just not respond at all. Um, but we've had a lot, um, you know, say absolutely put us on the website. How much does it cost a month to be on the website? Right. Um, and I've got to finish the communication, but Bud Light wants to sponsor the website. Oh, um, oh yes. Yeah. That's awesome. So we've been in talks um, with them, and right before COVID, um, we started communication with Cabela's and Bass Pro Shop. Um, and so, Look you know, there's you. talks there. I don't know what that looks like, but, you know, who knows where it could take us. Mm -hmm. um, but right now uh, – the whole thought process behind this is get the get the merchandise out as much as we possibly can okay. um, to to allow there to be acknowledgement about you know allies and and gay lesbian um, hunters and fishermen out there in the community. That is first of all one hell of a story. Congratulations. <laughs> um, you know, part of me wants to wants you to give me the email to those people who wouldn't let you go on that trip because I want to Karen them out and write them a very harshly stern email 
and then put it all over my social media so everyone can attack them. That's just awful. But look at you now. Look, I mean, that's amazing, Kenny. It's turning the negative into a positive. That's right. Um, oh, I, I, the Reverend just told me I'm, um, I need to change location. Okay. Real okay. quick. So I'll tell you what. So, We're so going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more Kenny Alexander. Alrighty, welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha. So, Kenny, you actually, I mean, you know how I feel about hunting, but the fact that you have gone to Africa and you, you've gotten up close and personal to the animals, what is that like? You know, it, a lot of people think that, oh, you know, they, they just come to a watering hole and you shoot them, right? Well, no, that, that's what we see on Discovery hunt. Channel and stuff, yeah. <laughs> right. There were, there were hunts. There were hunts that I walked 18, 20 miles a day just to get to to be able to take a shot. And there's many times I missed. Um, you know, and you would get up and do it again the next day. Um, but that's part of the hunt. That's why they call it hunting. Um, they don't call it sitting. <laughs> but do you get scared when you're out walking? In Africa, I mean, there's so, so there's so many dangers. So where we were, so where we were located, um, we were in the southern portion of South of South Africa. Okay. So we were outside. We were just north of north of Port uh, Port Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. um, so in that territory is what they call the plains area. So it's kind of like if you took. The hill country, Fredericksburg. Uh -huh. If you took the hill country of Texas and merged it with New Mexico, that's what it looked like. Um, okay. But there's no lions. There's no lions in that part of South Africa. Um, there's there are giraffes, okay. um, but there's no elephants in that section okay. uh, of South Africa. It's mostly antelope. Um, a lot of deer species, um, and then, and they do have some of the wild cats. Um, but mm -hmm. not the big ones. Um, okay. You know, kind of like what we know of a bobcat. Um, yes. That's kind of what's running around. Um, but it was when you when you so used to going around and seeing animals in the zoo, right? Yeah. Is <laughs> but then the next thing you know, you're walking and you're seeing these giraffes, giraffes, you know, five six hundred yards away from you, and you're watching on the. It, it was unreal. It was just an unreal trip. See, and I would mess up the whole trip because, first of all, <laughs> this is how it would go. Why do we got to be outside? <laughs> that would be number one. <laughs> number two would be, why is it so hot in Africa? I don't understand why Africa is so hot. It wasn't. We're, it's not it like Texas heat. No. When we went, the high was 74. That's hot. Kitty, that's hot. I'm dead. Okay, look. No, that's not hot. I wear a wig, eyelash extensions, a face full of makeup. That's hot to me. I need it to be like 60. That's comfortable to me. Well, well I understand because it's big. <laughs> that's big boy comfy too. But, yeah. you know, 74 was. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I can just see myself out there like how you describe when you could see the giraffes. I mean, literally, I would get on top of whatever vehicle we're on with a microphone and start singing the circle of life because 
that's just <laughs> what I would try to do. And then we would get ready to go back to, you know, wherever we're going to stay the night at. And people would be like, why is she trying to breastfeed that cub? Because um, that's just <laughs> how much I love animals. Okay, so most people, they what we know about hunting, I know about hunting from James and from my dad, but most people, they just see things on TV. What is the process of hunting? Like, how do you even know what gear to take with you? So, like, if you're going to do a overseas trip, if you will, mm -hmm. uh, they actually they actually send you a list of everything to pack. Okay. That you know exactly what to take. Um, I mean, where we went, we had daily laundry service. Um, yeah. So I mean, we didn't take much. I mean, we literally could take a backpack full of clothes. And that's all we needed because we literally had clothes washed every day and put, and when we were at dinner, they were put back on the bed. Oh, I like that. Um, of what we wore that day, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but here, here, here in the here in Texas, you know, those of us that hunted our whole entire lives, you know, you usually know, you know, you for winter months you need warm clothes, you right. need wool socks. Um, you know, that's in the later season, you know, of Texas hunting. Um, a wool cap, you know, something to cover your ears and a scarf and, and of course your, your gun and your ammo. But How you, know, do you know, when we talk gun? about early like isn't it well, different guns for different what else, what is it game? It is. There okay. is. So like you know, with birds and that type of things, you're gonna take a shotgun. Now it's up to you on determining what um what gauge of a shotgun you want, whether it's a twelve gauge, twenty gauge, mm -hmm. um, you know. Um, that just depends uh, uh, over under, you know, you got to decide on what, what you really want to take. Mm -hmm. um, and then when it comes to um, deer hunting, it's a rifle. Okay. And, you know, and you've got so many different types of rifles. You know, uh, I have friends that get all involved and, and really, really heavily involved with the gun stuff mm -hmm. as far as, you know, what um, size it is and, you know, what's it made of and do you have a silencer on it and all that kind of Girl, I, I still shoot the same gun I shot when I was 12. Oh, my dad no. bought it for me. I don't know anything about it. All I know is the shells that I need to buy, and it, and it works. Okay, so we don't have to, like, so in order to go hunting, you don't have to John Wicked where you've got a closet full of different guns, and you pick a different gun for each person you're going to kill and stuff like that. No. Okay, gotcha. No, now okay. it sounds like it sounds like James might be a little bit of a collector, a little bit. And, and so is my dad. The way that he laughed when you said that. Yeah, and so yeah. They're trying to tell you, they're trying to tell you, oh, I got to have this gun for this animal, this they gun lie. for that. They lie. See, they lie. Okay. See, I don't. Secrets <laughs> out, buddy. So we don't do that for hunting. I have James. Oh, yeah, he's right. They don't use guns to hunt. They hunt with knives. Well, I hunt. So I hunt hogs oh. with dogs and knives. Yeah. Dogs and nice. Hey, James, let's let's hook it up so out sportsmen can come and do it. I'd love to. Oh, that would be that would be great. I want to be a part. I don't know. You ain't what, going outside. Yeah, I don't want to be part of that part. Can, uh, uh, I'm gonna be with your other half. How about that? So we can do that. Okay. okay. The, All right. In the fall is a great time to start because the it's not too hot. You can get a full day in, and um, we got an island uh, outside of Matagorda that's about 400 acres of nothing but wilderness full of pigs oh let's do yes. it let's do it i'm all for it it's, okay. it was my idea thank you you guys are welcome um <laughs> okay yeah, back to the show right so 
Although I'm not a fan of hunting by any means, but I am a fan of eating. And I really love eating desserts. Where did that all start? How did you get into baking? So, as everybody knows, I can probably sell ice to an Eskimo. I have kind of tell, yeah. And um, so, with my other half being a, a being a, a preacher, and um, we were doing, we had started a company called Band Under Events. Mm-hmm. And what that company did was we did um, day of wedding coordinating. Okay. And so he he would preach and um, do the service, and we would also do the day of wedding coordinating mm-hmm. for that day. So the bride just sat back and relaxed, and we handled everything. Right. Well, we were doing that for a bride, and the mom and the bride met with uh, my other half, and they were discussing what the day was going to look like and done this and that. And um, we also have linens and glassware, and they all rent all that kind of stuff from us and everything. Mm-hmm. And she goes, well, we're doing everything with y'all. She goes, do y'all bake? And before my other half could say no, <laughs> I said, yes, I bake. Jace, does, remi- <laughs> does that remind you of someone? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's our life. I'm like, I was like, I can do that. I don't know how, right. but I can do it. I'm like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I bake. And he's kicking me under the table. <laughs> and so he speaks up. He speaks up and tells them, well, we can do a, we can do a cake tasting. Okay. I said, sure, we can do a cake tasting. Uh, sure, what, what kind do you want? And so she says, what she goes, I want the traditional wedding cake, nothing fancy, mm-hmm. you know, buttercream. And I said, all right, not a problem. So we scheduled a wedding t- a cake tasting. Uh-huh. And uh, out of five other bakeries out of Dallas, she chose mine. I never baked a cake before in my life. <laughs> it's a natural gift to you. You can just Look, do it's it. Called, it's called YouTube University. I'm a, I'm a believer in it because there's been a, quite yeah. a few times where I'm like, I can do that. Go home, got a YouTube. I can still do it. I did it. So, you know. Um. Right. <laughs> and so that's how, that's how the bakery got started. And it's called Sweet Ruthie's um, Bakery um, is how it got started. And um, it just it blew up. Right. I mean, to where um, I was, I guess, the April – April of last year, um, during COVID, um, I was traveling too much for work for my real job. Mm-hmm. And um, I turned down 40 orders um, for the month of April. And so 40 orders it, for one yeah, month. For That's one month. Um, and so I've done a lot of wedding cakes, lots of wedding cakes. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, that's how it, it all it all uh, turned out and, and, and came about. And you know, so on Facebook, we have Sweet Ruthie's Bakery. Okay. Um, on Facebook, we have Outsportsman. Okay. Um, and then as far as Instagram is concerned, we've got Outsportsman on Instagram. Okay. Uh, we have websites for Outsportsman, but then we also have the shopping, uh, you know, for people um, that want to buy anything from Outsportsman, and you can get to it through the website, or you can just type in the URL shop.outsportsman.com. Okay. And um, and you can purchase there. And I, I bet your store would probably sell, sell some hats and shirts. 
answer. We might just serve. need to send you some. Uh, we would absolutely love that. Uh, now, let me ask you. I I have a, an obsession with cake and also an obsession with baking competitions, okay? Um, don't try to contact me all during Halloween season, Christmas, Easter, because I, I feel like I'm part of the contest, um, and I take yeah. it very seriously. <laughs> um, and, you know, I can tell them, no, they need to throw a little something on there for some crunch. You know, I'm like, those three... And now I can't bake for shit, okay? Um, but I can taste very well. Would you ever do a baking competition on uh, the Food Network? Yeah, I think I would. Uh, I, you know, you're kind of, you know, it's funny that you say that the Great Baking Championship at Christmas time, mm -hmm. the Halloween one. Um, that's it's my like, favorite. Don't, don't bother me because I'm watching them also. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, but I think I would if, you know, I have a good friend of mine that did one. Uh -huh. um, she was on the wedding cake one. Okay. Um, it, and so she said it was a blast, but very stressful. Very, I bet. very, very stressful. Yeah. Um, but she did say it was a blast. But yeah, I definitely would would do it. I would do it with you. Um, oh, that would be fun. I we might not get anything done, but no. But I, I will make sure you look good. We're going to look good as a team, okay? Yeah, yeah absolutely. We're yeah. going to look good. Uh, we're going to charm the hell out of the judges, that's for sure. Like, and if, you long, and, and if you can bake like you say you can, and I believe you, I think it's a lot. We need to do this. We need to start filling out the paperwork for next season. Look, I know for a fact that both of y'all walking between the raindrops, son of a bitches, would win. <laughs> you know, Kenny, Keisha won a chili cook-off cooking her chili for the first time half an hour before the competition, and she won. And oh. I and I, I, I made it with pure hate. I, I, I hate <laughs> cooking. <laughs> I cannot stand it. And people are like, it's so good. What's the what's your ingredient? I'm like, hate. A little bit of sweat. Hate, hate and a little bit of sweat. Absolutely. Uh, now, what is your favorite thing to bake? I would say probably... Cupcakes are probably my favorite thing to bake. Okay. Um, and one and one in particular that I do that everyone always wants is the Texas whiskey cake. Oh. Um, and so oh. I use the TX whiskey um, to make the cupcake and the and the buttercream. Literally, James is over here drooling over his equipment. I think I just I think I just came. Literally. He said he just came. <laughs> There's a possibility. Yeah. Okay, so that is your favorite thing to bake. What is your favorite dessert to eat? To eat? Yes. You know, I don't have that big of a sweet tooth. That's, um, that's good because you'd weigh probably like a thousand pounds if you did <laughs> being a baby. Right. Um, but, you know, if we are going to have something, it's probably bread pudding. Bread pudding with the with the whiskey with the whiskey sauce over the top of it. Now, Kenny, do you make cheesecakes? I do, but I do I don't do them as well as my other half can make them. Okay, so when we get done with this interview, just when you're whispering sweet love notes into your other half's ear, just tell him lemon raspberry cheesecake, and oh yeah, I will drive to you. She'll send me. We're not far. Y'all are not. No, I want to go see because you. I love Kenny now, so I have to go okay. with you. Um, y'all do that. I'll bring y'all some barbecue from down this way, 
and I'm going to eat all the cheesecake. I'm not going to want to share it with anybody. Which, which barbecue joint, though? No, I'm, I'm going to get my daddy to do it because, uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was fixing to say because there ain't nothing there in Dickinson. Well, <laughs> look, they, they think it's barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> not so much. Okay, so Kenny, one more time before we wrap things up. Uh, if people want to find you, I know you just mentioned, but just one more time, uh, how they can find you on social media, website. And if you've got anything upcoming that you want us to know about, let us know. Yeah, so again, Outsportsman is www.outsportsman.com. Uh -huh. um, you can also click there to find anything hunting, fishing related, or even photo safaris if you just want to go on a trip and take photos. Okay. Um, and if you wanted to purchase merchandise, you can do it through that site. Okay. Or you can just go to shop.outsportsman.com. Go look at the products. I will, Keisha, I'll send you some stuff. If you wanted to put in the store, we'll get some stuff done. Okay. I know Aaron's been dying to buy some stuff as well. Um, that girl's a mess. <laughs> well, you know, we're actually cousins. So, oh, because she's um, related to everyone in Dickinson. Everybody. Everybody. In Dickinson, yes. <laughs> yes. If it's a Suderman, a Tripodo, a Tripata, a Biondo, a Bionda, they all related. They're somehow, all related. Aliens yep. everywhere. Yep. <laughs> all the names are the ends and a vowel. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're also on Instagram. Also okay. on Instagram, Outsportsman and on Instagram. And then we're also we also have a TikTok as well. Um, Outsportsman does. And then as far as Sweet Ruthie's Bakery, it's just it's just actually um, we've got the website up, which is www.sweetruthiesbakery.com. And then we also have a Facebook page uh, called Sweet Ruthie's. Now, for Sweet Ruthie's, do you guys have T-shirts or cute little aprons or anything? No, not yet. We okay. haven't thought about doing that. But okay. Look, let's know what you think. Look at the logo. It, okay. It's a, it's a Tiffany, Tiffany's blue and brown. Can't um, go wrong with that. I know. So look at it. Let me know what you think. Some people may want it. I don't know. And if you ever need, like, a face <laughs> for Sweet Ruthie's, my name can be Ruthie. You kind of look like an old school. Ruthie. I know, right? I do look like a sweet Ruthie. Like that bitch looks like she like cake, right? Uh, she, so yeah, that made me sales go all the way up. Like you just get a chubby, cute black girl on the cover, and people are like the shit must be good. So um, well, I mean, we is, lost. And, yeah, and sweet Ruthies came about because I used all of my great grandmother and my other half great grandmother's recipes. Oh, and so that's how it came about. I can tell so you, who's not gonna buy from an old lady? Yeah. <laughs> Kenny, I cannot wait for us to actually meet face-to-face. -face. This has been fantastic. You have introduced my audience to a whole new world because we basically just look at TMZ and memes all day. That's the Leave Lounge audience. But, you know, you telling us about hunting and things like that, and you actually have me thinking about hunting. Shut up, James. He's over there like, oh, uh -huh, I told you. A whole new Especially when you told me that you fed those little snot-nosed kids in Africa, the little orphans. Oh, wait. And, and here in Texas, there's a thing called Hunters for the Hungry. And if you don't want to, say, if you don't want to eat your, the, what you killed, you just tell your um, processor that you take it to, and they'll donate all the meat to the um, Hunters for the Hungry. Yeah, we used to do that a lot with uh, wild pigs. Uh, one year, we donated, yeah. I think, about 800 pounds to Hunters for the Hungry. Yeah. It sounded better when Kenny said it, though. It, it, basically, the way I look at it, I'm, I'm philanthropic. That's the way. I, 
<laughs> I mean, you really are. You really in are. Way, right? You really are. And you in never know. One day I may join you on a safari, but I'm just going to take pictures and stuff like that. But I want to stay in a really nice hotel where I can see a giraffe just crossing over in the morning time. Well, we we might get you out to the out to the deer lease and you can stay here in this RV. Yeah, because I ain't gonna be because I won't be outside. That's 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 for sure. No, we got we got we got two big big old air conditioners in this thing. Yes. <laughs> okay, Kenny. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we cannot thank wait you. to see you guys are gonna go far. Congratulations! And if there's anything we can ever do, just let us know. Thank you so much, and y'all y'all have a blessed one. You too. Bye bye. Bitch, please. You be rolling down the street, telling stories, bitch, you never tell the truth. Bitch, please. Everybody know you lying, bitch, cause all you do is lie. We want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I also want to remind you to make sure you're following us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram. You can also subscribe to our YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on iTunes. We would love it if you would leave a, a message. We're also on the... <laughs> totally got tongue-tied. Okay. We're also on TuneIn app, Laughable app, and Our Heart Radio. Is there anything else? Patreon and five-star reviews. Only five-star reviews. Yeah. If it's four and a half, just don't even leave it. It needs to be Just don't bother. Just don't even bother because you're wasting everyone's time. And you're probably risking getting cussed out, you know, on air. <laughs> uh, all right. It is time for the bitch please of the week from the Libra Lounge. So this isn't like sometimes we have bitch pleases and we someone's done something really outlandish. But sometimes we give advice, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. So I guess because it's summertime, um, Lonely people start realizing just how single they are in the time. And to me, I, I think that's the perfect time not to be cuddled up with someone because it's too fucking hot to be all holding hands, giving hugs, kissing. It's just too hot to do that. But a lot of people don't have to worry about that because so many people are taking to these dating apps instead of just going out to meet people, which you know what, I think that's really good for people who are introverted and just don't know how to go up to someone and start a conversation. Producer James used to be like that, right? Uh, used to, I guess. You better not be doing it currently. No, I mean, I'm more <laughs> outgoing. Than he used you, to be, used yeah, to. yeah, yeah. So I get it, and people are busy, you know. People have jobs and hobbies and kids and school and um, all those kind of things. But I was listening to this show and they were talking about online dating and something was mentioned and this happens to me quite a bit and so I just wanted to get give my take of it so I think that one of the stupidest things that you can do to make sure that you stay single is when you go to message someone and you just say hey like what is that what hey just hey. Just a one word. Just a one text. word hey. And a lot of guys do that. They just put hey. To me, I'm like, is there a part two to the question? <laughs> Did you accidentally send this to me? Because to me, when you're saying just hey, that's familiar territory. That's someone that you're familiar with. 
if we've never met and you're trying to go out with me, get in my pants, whatever, not, hey, because if you send me, if I were single, if you send me a hey, I'm going to do one of two things. I'm going to either ignore the message entirely or I'm going to send you back. See, that's why your goofy ass is single now. Because <laughs> you don't even know how to start a motherfucking conversation. Hey, how about, hey, I saw that we have a couple of mutual friends. Okay, stalker. I can take a stalker. I like to be stalked a little bit. I can say, hey, how are you doing? Even though that's super lame, but that's better than just hey. But how about, hey, you look, I saw your profile. You're really pretty. I just thought I would introduce myself. My name is so-and-so, and I just wanted to say how you were doing. To me, that is someone, even though that's the bare minimum, but that's what uh, men like to give anyway is the bare minimum. Um, that is how you start a conversation. You don't start a conversation with hey. Hey seems like like that's what you yell at your husband hey! across the room, across the house. Because you know why? Familiar. We're familiar with one another. Yep. <clears throat> but when you're trying to woo. woo someone, you cannot <laughs> woo someone with hey. Unless it's like code for weed, then yeah. But just hey, hey, no, that's not gonna get you. No, I tell you what. If you're single, and you know that you have sent out about twenty messages, and they all said hey, and you've not received anything back, the advice that I'm giving you right now is golden. Okay, just type a few more words on there. Shit, hey. How's the weather? I mean, <laughs> at least that's trying to start a conversation because when you say, hey, you're not asking me anything. Yeah, you're not setting up. You're anything. not setting up for a conversation because a, a bitch like me, I'll just send you the this emoji, the little <laughs> hey emoji. Hey. Because to me, that's just so lazy. Well, it's like, imagine if you walked up to someone on the street and just said, hey, and left it there. What the fuck what? No. are you supposed to do with that? No, because that person's going to be wondering, what the, f is this a, a Ponzi start? Like, if I respond, <laughs> do I automatically sign up for some Ponzi scheme? I mean, you just, it's just, just do a little bit more, man. Like, just, I mean, I, I don't even know. But we have let men get away for far too long with just doing the bare minimum and saying, hey, it's the bare minimum. But, and here's the thing you're probably going to get your feelings hurt a lot more with your hey and get no response than you just saying, hey, I watched one of your reels. You're pretty funny. Or, hey, I like that's all you like this movie. I like this movie too. Yeah, that at least shows you cared enough to find out just enough to use it as a conversation starter. Yeah, but like it would not be a good idea if you say, oh, I saw you had lunch yesterday and so it's a restaurant and you had <laughs> breakfast at this restaurant. Two weeks ago, I noticed you were that. No, that's stalking. We do stalking in secret, okay? We don't let the stalky know that we are stalking them. You know, we're just trying to help some of y'all out because we like to see people happy and in love because some of y'all just destined to be single because y'all just dumb. Producer James, you want to add anything else? <laughs> No, I think we pretty much pissed off all the single part of the audience. Okay. Hey, we'll see you guys next week. It's the Neighbor Lounge. The Neighbor Lounge. Ooh.